Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text is the Old Testament reading read a few moments ago from Isaiah chapter 2. Dark times call for a walk in the light. Imagine, as I did with the kids a little bit, walking down a long, dark passageway, maybe a hallway, maybe an alley in a dark spot of the city, no lights. Even if you've walked that passageway, that hallway, many times before, you still get kind of an eerie feeling as you're walking along in the darkness. Maybe there's something I'm going to trip on. Maybe there's somebody hiding around the corner. After all, night is when bad things seem to happen. Someone could be hiding in the shadows, and it gets creepy when you're walking alone in the dark. And of course, the obvious answer to doing that is turn on the lights, flip the switch, let there be light, and away goes the fears. Walking in the light makes all the difference. It gives you confidence. It helps you to see that there's nothing out there around the corner ready to jump at you and do you harm. It is much more peaceful walking in the light than it is in the dark. Yeah, dark times call for a walk in the light. That's exactly what Isaiah was called to address in his prophecy. Ancient Judah was walking in dark times. This was a little over 700 years before Jesus was born. The once great nation of Israel, well, it had been split in two. And the northern part of the kingdom had been carried off into slavery by the Assyrians. And Judah, the part of Israel still left, was besieged and in danger of falling. Inside the country, things had grown pretty dark. It had been that way for far too long. Oh sure, the priests and the people were doing their religious duties, but the people's hearts, far from the Lord. They really didn't care. They looked everywhere but the Lord for peace and security. And that led to selfishness, and that selfishness led to greed, and money and possessions became far more important than looking out for the poor and needy as God had commanded. Courts could be bought, and it was easy to see that most people preferred injustice when it benefited them. Well, Isaiah spoke harsh words to Judah. The country would soon fall under a foreign power. They'd be ransacked all because of their lack of trust in the Lord and their disobedience to his commandments and their injustice to those who could not help themselves. Yeah, Judah was going through dark times and dark times call for light. Are we walking in dark times? Well, what do you think? 
power, greed, and selfishness have divided our country. Political sides have chosen sides, and they seem to, all they can do is keep lobbing mud back and forth at each other, and it seems to get worse every day. Getting very little done to relieve suffering, to move to a more stable economy, to do the things that need to be done in order to maintain a just society, much less a just world. Within that country in which we live, subprime loans, dishonest appraisals, risky investments, all done for money. Sound like anybody we heard about just a moment ago? Often preying on those who can least afford to buy the things that they're enticed to buy. Even though the stock market is doing really quite well right now, there are still so many who are struggling to make ends meet. Yeah, it's dark out there. Our faith, too, seems to be more in danger every year. Christians in many places around the world are being persecuted, and it's worst in those countries ruled by hardline Islamic governments. But it's not just limited to those places. Atheists and agnostics are actively working in America and Europe, organizing, advertising, there's a group called the Freedom From Religion Foundation that's hard at work. They advocate no religion at all. Get rid of religion completely from our society and things will be better, they say. And they're even advertising and seeking others to live the life they live without any religious influence at all. Yeah, we live in dark times. Did you know that fighting even happens outside one of the most sacred places of the Christian faith? We don't know exactly where Jesus was buried, but tradition holds that it was in a location where there is now a church called the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem. Six different Christian groups lay claim to that church, and they're divided among themselves, regularly fighting over turf and influence there, so much so that sometimes the Israeli police have to be called to separate the monks one from another in that holy place. Yes, we live in dark times, and dark times call for a walk in the light of the Lord. Isaiah called for the people of Judah to do just that by looking ahead to the latter days, as he called them. The days will come, he says, when people will stream from all nations to worship the true God. That little hill where the temple stood in Jerusalem will become the greatest mountain of all. People will listen to the teachings of the Lord, take them to heart, and do them. Swords will become plows to provide something to eat. Weapons of war will become tools to feed the hungry. Isaiah's message is really quite simple. Walk in the promise of the light of the Lord 
through the darkest of times. The latter days will come. And they did. They did. The promise of the latter days came true. Days of light arrived a little over 700 years after Isaiah spoke those words. Those latter days began when Jesus, the light of the world, came down from heaven above. Peace on earth, the angels sang when Jesus was born. People streamed to Jerusalem when he gave the Sermon on the Mount. He told Peter to put away his sword when the mob came to arrest him. And then there's the place where Jesus was buried. Whether it actually is the Church of the Holy Sepulchre or someplace else in Jerusalem doesn't matter. What matters is that Jesus entered the darkest of darkness for us as he went to that cross in Jerusalem. And in the brightest part of the day, there was literally darkness over the land as he hung there. On that cross, Jesus took the greed and selfishness, disobedience and injustice, hatred and fighting, jealousies and power plays. He took it all, all of the darkness that comes into our lives, and he died for them all. And then he was placed in that dark tomb, and a stone was there to seal it. Jesus, the light of the world, surrounded and seemingly overcome by darkness. But that wasn't the end of the story. That holy grave of Jesus is now empty. And the reason it's empty is because the darkness was shattered on Easter morning. Jesus came walking out and the promise of Isaiah was fulfilled. If you don't hear anything else today, listen to this. The call to walk in the light of the Lord is simply a call to walk with Jesus. That's what it's all about. Jesus is the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecies of the latter days. He said people would stream from all nations to worship the true God, to listen to his word, and then to seek to do his commands. And so people all over the world today gather to worship Jesus. Pick a continent, and people are attending services to listen to God's word. Bible studies are being carried out in hundreds, if not thousands, of different languages. And people want to know how to do what is right. Imagine what the celebration of the Lord's Supper looks like on any given Sunday. When people come to the altar to receive his true body and blood, the church is doing what Isaiah prophesied so long ago. What do we see here when we gather at this table? Well, we see Africans, Americans, Asians, Europeans, hundreds of other peoples. We see couples and singles, young children and retired folks, those who are well off, those who are struggling. When Jesus looks down and gives himself to his people in the supper, 
He sees longtime believers and folks who are new to the church. Yes, Isaiah said, all people would stream to the mountain to worship the Lord. And that's what happens every Sunday as we, like people all around the world, gather at his altar. But of course, we're still waiting for Isaiah's prophecy to come true in all its fullness. We're waiting for all the nations to worship Jesus without competition or persecution. We're still waiting for those swords to become plows, for war to become a time to feed the hungry. When will Isaiah's prophecy be ultimately completely fulfilled? Well, it's really quite simple. On the last day. When Jesus returns in all of his power and glory, in the brilliance of his glory, on that day every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. A trumpet call reminds us that we are still waiting and what we are waiting for because a trumpet will sound. The end of the latter days we live in will be the last day, the final day of all history. On that day the trumpet will sound and death will finally be overcome. Bodies will wake from the grave. The final victory will be for all who believe. All of our enemies will be gone and all nations will stream to God's holy mountain in peace to worship him forever. In the meantime, yeah, we still walk in dark times, but we also walk in the light. So come and worship. Come to the Lord's table. Come and hear his word and take it to heart. Come and find peace for the depths of your soul when you hear of Jesus' glorious resurrection. Yes, come to the light of Jesus the Christ because dark times call for a walk in the light of the Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We join now in confessing our common Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I invite you to stand as we do so. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made.